1: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station.
0: Welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770. Rob Breckenridge with your final half hour here today. Angela Cocott is in after 3 o'clock with Calgary Today and the Friday free-for-all. So get your... Phone calls ready, your dial in, fingers ready to go, 974-8255 is our telephone number. I will touch on a couple other things before uh, our time is up here today. Um, get some more of your calls in as well before 3 o'clock. Interesting news here, the National Energy Board uh, has just announced that the Energy East panel, the panel hearing the arguments about Energy East, uh, that they've stepped down. Right. This is one of the issues. Of course, we had the crazy protest in Montreal and the security issues. That prompted those hearings to be suspended. But then there was also the question of the impartiality of these panel members. The NEB announcing that all three panel members have decided to recuse themselves in order to preserve the integrity of the National Energy Board and of the Energy East and Eastern Mainline review. The Members acted in good faith and pledged not to discuss these two applications with either board members or board staff. Hearings are adjourned until a new panel is appointed. Uh, So that news just coming in here just a short time ago from the National Energy Board. I want to talk about this story that's developed uh, around this brand new rec center we've got in the southeast now, the Great Plains Recreation Facility, 57th Street, 76th Ave in the southeast. looks like a pretty nice facility. I haven't been down to see it myself. 80,000 square feet, $33 million, and it's got two multipurpose ice rinks. But what's unique about this facility is that the city has partnered with a for-profit company to operate it. And my understanding is that's the first time this approach has been taken, and the concern now that maybe this company is looking to maximize the money they're making off these ice sheets, which are supposed to have, I guess, a community purpose. So the prime ice spots Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, late afternoon, early evening. That a lot of this has been allocated for men's leagues. Uh, CanLan is the company, and they run apparently some of these leagues themselves uh, themselves and these, these other tournaments. Uh, according to the Post media story today, it says part of the contract between the city and CanLan, 60% of the facility's ICE is designated for minor sports organizations and a maximum of 40% uh, for CanLan's own programming. But does it specify the time slots? For this ice allocation. So Hockey Calgary's got a lot of concerns. Kevin Kobelka is executive director of Hockey Calgary, and he joins us on the line. Kevin, good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon, Rob. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. So give us a bit of the background on, on this situation as you understand it.
2: Well, I, I guess first of all, I mean, from a Hockey Calgary perspective, we're excited to have a new facility in Calgary. It's a gorgeous facility. It's two ice sheets. Our biggest concern, or I guess our two largest concerns that have come out of this, is the allocation of ice that we as Hockey Calgary received and other minor sporting organizations that I've talked to as well. And number two, I guess, is the cost. The cost is significantly higher than what we would pay at a city facility. And those are our two concerns that uh, we've been trying to get addressed and to this point have not been able to, to get an answer.
0: All right. What was your expectation then about... The, the opening of this this rec center and the availability of this ice and what it would mean for for the the community association there
2: yeah I guess first of all and when I get right down to we we got the amount of ice time that we were expecting to get we received 40 different ice slots um, that and it is our allocation or percentage that we expect to get from a hockey calorie perspective so I have no issues there okay. my concerns and my issues are as the times and we received. 20 of our ice lots, or close to 50%, on Sunday on both sheets. We received um, a little bit early on on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and lots on Friday evening, and we received absolutely zero between 6 o'clock and 11 o'clock on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings, which is an area that we have a shortage, an area that, that we have communicated that we needed ice. So that is a huge challenge for us um, as we try and run our programs.
0: All right. So in this contract where the percentage when it comes to allocation is spelled out, does it not address ice time, like the time of day It's not addressed in yeah. this?
2: Well, it, they call it prime time. And, and I guess this is where you get into what do you decide is prime time. And, and when I look at what CalA is doing, they, they are meeting the agreement. It says they were allowed to do 40% in prime time. And when they count prime time, they include the weekend hours as prime time. Uh, so they are doing what the contract says. What the way I term it is, it's the weeknights from you know five o'clock to eleven are what I would classify as super prime. So those are the ones you really need. And they have taken that ice time from six o'clock to eleven and put their own men's league into that time. And they are not running men's leagues at any other time, at least from the information I've been able to find uh, throughout the week. So they didn't take any of the Saturday or Sunday. Or the Monday or the Friday, they took only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night to run their men's league.
0: And that's from from five o'clock on or six
2: o'clock. No, on? it's six. It's uh, I believe it's six fifteen actually. Right.
0: Okay. So on those nights, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, anytime after six, then there's there's no room for for minor hockey anywhere.
2: No, and it was both sheets, not just one. They they utilized both sheets for their men's league.
0: Okay, so there's still late afternoon. I suppose, and then apparently there's also early morning that's now being offered to minor hockey teams.
2: We we were offered early morning. We were offered 6.30 to 7.30. Our basic stance on that is we don't offer that ice to the masses. Um, if teams on their own, you know, they want extra ice or so their individual teams decide they want to go out and do it, but as far as scheduling to the masses, it is kind of our policy we don't schedule that, and then the extra teams can go get that week, that week morning ice, you know, um to do extra development if they want to do it.
0: Okay, but in terms of teams actually having practices on a Tuesday morning at 6 or 7, that's just that that's not typically how it's
2: done. That's not typically how we do it now. There okay. is some to do it, but it's not typically how it's done.
0: What about the cost of the ice? My understanding is uh the cost to rent this ice is a lot more expensive than anywhere else in town. Is that the case?
2: Well, it's more expensive than the city facilities. Uh, the city facilities cost per for ice is uh, between about $185 when you count in taxes or $188 when you count in taxes. The, the cost of this facility for and sorry that's for an hour of ice. The cost of this facility is $245.57. Um, there are a couple facilities in the city that are in that area. Uh, I won't say that they're not, but the the other new nuance that's come coming with Great Plains is they're charging. The next 10 minutes after the ice, the maintenance fee the flood time as well. So for an hour of ice, the 60 minutes of ice, you have to pay for 70 uh, And that brings the cost up to just over $300 for an hour of usable ice.
0: So does that mean, is that are those costs being passed on then to, to families then in, in terms of the fees?
2: Well, our fees were set prior to this all happening and so you know the association set our fees um it'll bring up our average ice costs a little bit because we'll take all these hours that we got it'll bring up our average ice cost. oh as as you spread it across the city you know it's probably not going to bring it up a ton but it will you know eventually bring it up
0: yeah well what what's what's the answer here Where, where is is there room for compromise here do you think
2: Well, I believe there is, and we've had discussions with with Parks and Rec, and we've we've been, you know, kind of stated our case all the way along. Uh, I guess from from my opinion, if they'd have chosen to do some other programs on other days and maybe they left one of the two arenas' access to minor sports, such as figure skating, ringette, and ourselves, uh, we probably wouldn't have as big a concern over this. But we came off the issue at Windsport just over two years ago, where Windsport moved a number of oil leagues to the primetime ice on, on two of their arenas as well. And now we're sitting with this situation going on, and we know that there's two more arenas down the road, the uh, Seton Complex and Rocky Ridge, that are on plan. And we can't keep just not having access to that ice. And again, and I'm not speaking for hockey. I'm speaking for, for the minor sports. I've had conversations with Ringette and other organizations, and, and they feel the same way.
0: All right. Well, we'll see what comes of this, Kevin. appreciate you making some time for us here this afternoon.
2: Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having
0: me. Take care. Kevin Kobelka, executive director of Hockey Calgary. So they're concerned about this arrangement, feels there's, there's a, a resolution that can be had. Uh, so it is an odd situation because you've got city money obviously going to build this. And then you've got a for-profit a private company contracted to manage the the facility. Uh, So the company maintains, uh, here's the quote here uh, in the uh, post-media article, Joey saint Aubin, president and CEO of Canline. Uh, So they didn't know the exact schedule regarding what they've got allocated, but says that the ice has been designated for weekday evenings, men's leagues that start a little bit earlier than they traditionally would have seen in that marketplace. But he says, it's to enhance the experience for all users in the Calgary marketplace, including the adults, and to ensure the facility has some form of financial viability Because it does need to satisfy the operating expenses that you need to be able to operate these facilities. So he says the company's not trying to make a boatload of money here. So it's almost the other way around. It's a private operation that's contributed dollars and committed expertise to assist the city to enhance the user experience. And we're at risk. that they're taking on risk to do this. Nine seven four eight two five five is a telephone number. Let's take a break and we'll come back. Uh, your reaction and how this should be resolved. Uh, and right, does the city need to look out for all taxpayers and not just the interest of, of minor hockey or those who put their kids in minor hockey? We're back with more right after this. Now, welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk seven seventy. So, I mean, it speaks to the, the broader question of why the city builds these facilities in the first place. Look, if private companies want to build an arena and a rec center, charge money to come use it, charge teams to, to come use the ice, and, and do it because they want to build a business around that, then they should be able to do so. Do we look at it differently? If the city's putting up money to build a swimming pool or a hockey rink, is it meant to have more of a community purpose? Because not everybody's going to use it. And obviously, are going to be costs involved in operating that. Right, And I don't think anybody's saying that this should not entail any cost at all. I and mean, part of this is not even necessarily about the cost. It's about being able to use the ice in the first place. Let's go to the phones. Your thoughts. Uh, Tim has called in. Tim, good afternoon.
3: I, I, I You know, I, I don't know what the guest kind of thinks should should go on here. But, you know, as a taxpayer, I can tell you that, you know, having, having these facilities put in, uh, I think your last comment they were just making is I, I think it, sh- it should no longer be in the city's business doing this kind of stuff. The, the Your 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 guest was saying that they're concerned, you know, they're going to be charged, you know, just 10 minutes of iced, like, maintenance fees. But and that's not their 20. prime concern.
0: The prime concern is being I, able I to use that, the ice in the first place. I get the
3: timing course. as well. I get the timing as well. But, you know, when it comes down to cost, the fact is – this is what it costs to run it and so if a group wants to use it they shouldn't complain about that and they shouldn't be looking to me as a taxpayer uh who's already paying for you know through the nose for everything else because people want to play soccer all year long so we got to have soccer centers instead of just playing you know on the field when it's summertime etc you know and and as far as ice time goes well i i think you have to like according to what he's saying is probably that very limited ice time exists for men's leagues around the normal time. And if, if one rink comes in and starts doing it at demand, well, I mean...
1: Why it's, is well, it's, a, it's a
0: unique situation because the company that the city partnered with to operate right. this facility, they run these men's leagues. Right. So they're making money off those leagues they're right. in a position where now the city has put them in control of allocating the ice time, right. and so they're doing it to, to benefit their own bottom line here by right. pumping up the men's leagues that they run. Come join our men's league. You can come play at 6 o'clock, not like those other men's leagues in other parts of town where you got to play really late. So they're right. trying to get more business, and they're exploiting the position they're in. That's, that's cool. the concern here.
3: Okay, so this is his position. So, and I, if I read correctly in the news yesterday, there were three evenings of the week, whether it was Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Thursday, whatever the nights were. It's there were Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Where yeah. he thinks it's in his opinion that this is the best time for this to occur. Because, you know what, because it works great for his schedule. Like, you know what, uh, unfortunately. Well, it's
0: not him. He doesn't have a, a kid in, in this. No, this. but
3: you know what I'm saying. Like, so, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, it, it works for those people's schedule. That want to use that arena so you're talking about a small number of people that want to use one arena for three evenings of a week you know comparatively speaking to all the available arenas and and all of the time that's being allotted already to that type of thing so i don't think it's unreasonable that these guys are doing it they are it is a different system i think it's probably a good thing that the city starts to look this way as a taxpayer i can tell you i I believe strong that we should probably be doing that. And if this is the end result, well, then I think then somebody needs to, okay, well, if the demand is there, then let's do one where we open up a, you know, a for-profit arena in partnership with the city, and we'll, we'll give all the great time to the kids. But my guess is that those, those parents don't want to pay that, the, the money that is required to do that either. So.
0: Okay. Tim, appreciate the phone call. Uh, again, the fees for this year were already set. And so the Hockey Calgary is going to factor in uh, all the fees for all the arenas all across the city. So, I mean, for now, that side of it's addressed. What they're saying here is that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from 6 o'clock on, both of these rings are out of commission. No minor hockey team uh, at all can use them. And so they've kind of taken advantage of the 60-40 split that they agreed to. And they've cut out these these three days. Uh, Dale's on the line here. Dale, go ahead.
1: Hey, how you doing? Um, I mean, I guess I'm just, I'm a taxpayer too, getting close to 50 here, so I guess I'll be saying goodbye to this world in the next 20 or so. But uh, i lived in Calgary most of my life, and I'm not liking a lot of what I see as far as amateur sports or what's available for these kids and whatnot. Now we're going to be offering, you know, agenda-loaded um, ice time and, and lucrative deals to these private uh, associations out there. What I'd like to see are more YMCA's or sports sportsplex, multiplexes, um, you know, and I'd gladly have a little more of my tax dollar going to amateur sports and the kids, making sure that they're active, making sure that they're organized, making sure they're looked after. Um, I remember a few years back a guy called Graham James, he didn't have the kids' best interest at heart and there was no oversight committee. So I guess if, if dollars and your agenda is what's driving you, I just can't see these kids being looked after the way they should be.
0: All right, Dale, appreciate the, uh, the phone call. Thanks for that. We've got to take another quick break here.
1: Back to wrap things up right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.